0: So we're continuing our Magnify series, I think we have one more week of this, and we've been kind of hitting, uh, talking about worship, and so uh, for the past few weeks, we're hopefully trying to ignite hearts towards God and towards worshiping of our God, because He is worthy of worship and He's so good to us. And so, and it's, it's kind of a difficult thing to teach something uh, and to, to try to learn something that you actually only really learn by doing. I mean, worship isn't something you learn by, by reading in a textbook. It's, it's one of those you learn as you do type of, of things. And, and also it's kind of difficult teaching on worship because, you know, friends, fire and passion for God is not taught. It's caught. <laughs> you know, the spirit of God is what breathes on us and gives us passion for us and gives, or gives us passion for him. And, and he breathes on us and gives us hunger for him. So to try to teach that, you can't really teach Hunger. You know what I mean? So I mean if, if you're hungry and you want to be you want to be fat if I'm sitting here trying to teach you that or if I put a plate of food in your in your face, what's the what's the better illustration? Duh, the food, right? Nobody wants to learn about what they can actually, you know, do. So and how many of us here are we learn better by doing? I mean there I mean there are I know everybody's wired differently. Some people are wired better by by you hearing about it, and then they do it. Some people are are wired better by, they have to watch, and then they do. Some are better by, let my hands get dirty, and I'm going to do it as I'm learning that. And then I'll go to YouTube when I get stuck on it. Is it. Who, who, is, uh, who has relied on YouTube for the majority of their uh, build it, repair it uh, schemes nowadays? I just... I was actually looking at that yesterday while I was I was rewiring uh, uh, an electric because I've never really used an electric weeder and so it was like a double spool type thing and I'm like I'm, I want to make sure that I spool this thing right because I don't want to bust it up. So, anyways, let's continue on here. I just want to shift gears today and talk a little bit about the main thing that I believe is probably the greatest thing that blocks us from true and ardent worship towards our Father. And do you know what that is? I'll go ahead and tell you. It's us. That's right. We are our biggest hindrance. So you can go ahead, you can pl- take both your fingers and just point at yourself and say, that's me. Go ahead. See, No, no, no. So you can't just watch me do it. You have to do it with me. Okay? So go ahead and say, this, this cat right here, Marie, me right here, I am the biggest hindrance to worship of my God, right? How do I, how How is this possible? Uh, well, we're going to get into that in just a moment. I you know, I, I'm a very uh creative person in that, like I always see pictures of things. and so so if anybody ever tells me a story about somebody and it's gross or, or, or there's something that's you know, I always visualize, and that's what's like really bad, like if you have like if somebody tells you a story about some something that somebody did and, and it's just like. Ugh, you know, I'm seeing that in my brain. You know, and and so it's a, it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse in that it's fun, but then sometimes, man, it can really kind of get you. You know, kind of mess up. You're like, oh my gosh, I just pictured that. Ugh, bleh. So. <laughs> yeah you know, i you know i when i when I'm just thinking about like how we are our our biggest hindrance in worship you know I can almost picture Satan and his minions and they're conspiring together you know about our modern western civilization and and they're and they're kind of like talking to each other and and then I kind of you know have to give it kind of like a golem type of like voice and they're like <laughs> look at them you know like like you know i mean isn't that like kind of how you how you kind of like when you when you think of like how the devil talks, don't you think of something like very sinister or I don't know? So I can just you know I can just picture all these these demons and they're conspiring and they're like look at them, they're so smart. They think they're 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 too smart to to worship idols or or gold or wood. So you know so then you know they're just like talking to each other and they're like you know how can we get them to focus their attention off of God? You know I just kind of like and then they're you know they're coming up they're brainstorming and they're kind of coming up with ideas and 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 then one kind of pops up and he says, I know. (laughs) Let's have them completely focus on themselves. In doing so, they will worship and magnify themselves. They will even celebrate, congratulate, and reward self-exalters. It will be brilliant, I tell you. Genius. And in doing so, the one true God will not receive the worship he deserves. You know it truly is a pitfall from the enemy to be self-focused. And so, you know, we you know, we think we got it all together in our, you know, we're so smart, technology, all this. I mean, we're just we're too sophisticated to worship something that we know that a man created. But yet, we've still fallen into the delusion of worshiping an idol because what we've done is we've idolized ourselves in doing so. And so, this is a cool thing that I just felt like the Holy Spirit kind of dropped in my spirit when I was getting my word, uh, kind of collaborating everything yesterday. And then this is it. It's, it's hard to be filled with God when you're full of yourself. <laughs> it's hard to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's hard to be filled with God when you're full of yourself. So just go ahead, repeat after me. Say I. Now go ahead and insert your name. Don't say insert your name, smart Alec. Go ahead and <laughs> say I, Josh Hester. Don't say Josh Hester. Say your name. I need to be set free from Josh Hester. <laughs> I, I know there's going to be some smart alecks that they say, I need to be set free from Josh Hester. So, go ahead. Be set free. Get the heck out of here. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. No, so. The main thing that we need to be set free from is ourselves. We need to be set free from us. And, and, and when we're set free from us, it gives us freedom to serve him. Because if we're always serving us, then we don't have enough time to serve him. Magnifying ourselves. Isn't it annoying? Let me just ask you this. Isn't it annoying when you're talking to someone and they're, the conversation is completely focused on them? Has anyone here ever had a conversation with somebody and, and it's just like the whole time they're talking about them and you're like, and then you like try to talk about something else or maybe try to, and then it goes back on them again. I mean, that can be, I mean, maybe I'm not a good friend, but that just can be completely annoying if that's what the majority of the dialogue is about. Right? I, does anybody agree with me that am I the only one annoyed by... I don't know. Or no, this is what's even better yet. Have you, do you have one of those people that when you're telling them something, every time you tell them something, they have to one-up what you just said? Have you ever had one of those type of people in your life? You're like, you know, hey, you know, my, my kids, you know, they got like all A's and B's. And they're like, well, all my kids, they all got straight A's. And they were all on the honor roll. And, and they all built uh, stuff for NASA. You're like, are you serious? Like, why do, you, why do they have to one-up you every single time? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, some of it is kind of funny. Like, my wife and I would, like, we, there, there was some, some different people that we knew that would actually, and I, and I just kind of brought it to her attention because she really didn't. I said, honey, watch. Every time we have a conversation with this person, they're going to one-up everything we say, watch. And so, so and, 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 you know, and we're just having a normal conversation, and I just wanted her to be aware. And so, we're doing that, and then I'm, like, looking at her, and then she, I'm like, how come everything we say is getting one-upped? That's annoying. I, I don't, I, that's just... You know, you don't have to, it's, we're not competition. Okay, if your kids are better, that's great, let them be better. I don't need to know about it. It's okay. They're the best, I get it. Your kids are better than mine. I get it, it's all good. Magnifying ourselves. I mean, I just, who just sitting here loves spending time with people that are self-centered? I mean, they're just the best people to be with, Right? Not at all. I mean, it's actually pretty difficult to be around people that are self-centered all the time. You know, it's quite difficult magnifying God when you're spending the time magnifying self. You know, being self-centered, self-focused, exalting oneself. Look at me. I'm the best. My kids are the best. Everything's always the best. You know, and that's, that's the one thing that's difficult about, like, social media. I know a lot of times people have hard time with this because, uh, I forget who said it was, was that, you know, Facebook is like everyone's highlight reel, and so everybody's putting all of their best stuff on there, their best vacations, their, you know, their, their best times. And so if you're comparing your life with somebody else's highlight reel, then it looks, it looks subpar. It looks short. It looks like you're falling short. You don't look like you're, you're, well, you're not a parent that's getting your kid to that place and this place, and, and, and you're not, you know, doing this and you're not doing that. And, and look at all these people that are exercising and losing weight, and you're not losing weight, and you've been exercising for months and all that stuff. But friends, I just want to say this. You know, we need to stop being so self-focused. But we do need self-worth. Don't get me wrong. The Bible says that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor. Say, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so how can you truly love someone else with the love of Christ if you don't love yourself. Because if you don't have love for yourself, see, there I believe Jesus said it in that manner, meaning that there, there has to be, so you have to have self-worth. There has to be something inside of you where you feel good about you, because that's the only way you can truly love others. If not, then then you're going to find yourselves not loving others. You're going to find yourselves comparing to others. You're going to find yourselves always putting others down. You're going to find yourself, uh, um, you know, Doing stuff to others that, that's not Christ like or whatever it is or trying to make yourself look good and try to make them look bad. You can't really love others with the love of Christ if you don't love yourself. And so you have to love yourself. But friends, also if you love yourself too much, you don't want to share your love with others. So if you so if you have a little bit too much of self love, then you don't want to share, right? Isn't that what selfishness is? You don't want to share. So then you got too much love and you're like, I don't you're not getting any of it. It's all mine. Thank you. So if we ask ourselves today, I ask myself this. So does my life revolve around me? Does my life revolve around me? Is my, do I spend the majority of my time on my own self-interest? Aside from bills, is my money spent primarily on me? Well, that third one, the only, I can tell you right now what can help you out with that one right now is go ahead. We'll solve that problem. Have a bunch of kids. There you go. Have a whole bunch of kids. You'll dissolve that third one right away because then the primary, your money will not be spent on you. It'll be diverted towards kids. So, so you want to fix that? You want to fix that third one? Be fruitful and multiply. Bam! There you go. Third one's taken care of. You know, instead of exalting ourselves, instead of self exaltation, what does the Bible say that we are to do? We are to. Does anybody know? Not exalt ourselves, but to humble ourselves. See, I knew we had a bunch of scholars in here. The Bible says that we are to humble ourselves. It says in Matthew chapter twenty-three and verse twelve, it says, "Whoever, um, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted." So, I don't know about you, but I would rather humble myself than be humbled. Right. Because usually when you are humbled, it's usually embarrassing. Usually there's humble pie you have to eat. Usually you usually have to apologize a lot. And who in here likes to say they're sorry? I mean who I mean see, no hands are going up. Who likes to admit when they're wrong? See, my hand's going to my pocket. I'm telling you, the three hardest words that come out of my mouth to my wife are you were right. It's the hardest thing to say. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were right. You were right. It's hard. It's hard to say that, especially when you have somebody that's like kind of in your face about it when they know that they're right and you're wrong. You got to eat some humble pie. It's easier for you to humble yourself than to be humbled. Right? It's easier for you to say, babe, I was wrong before she can prove you that you were wrong. Right? <laughs> It's funny it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible to humble your neighbor or to humble someone else. It doesn't say those who humble others will be exalted. <laughs> Our job is not to humble other people. Why is it in the body of Christ that we feel the need to humble others? Because it's pride? I think it's real easy for us in the body of Christ to so to think that we're better than somebody else, or to think we have it off, <clears throat> think we have it off a little bit better than someone else, maybe through life situations or circumstances, or maybe because of whatever for whatever reason. and when you think highly of yourself, then you put yourself in a position where you now want to rebuke other people. <laughs> See the Word of God is for teaching, correcting rebuking and training in righteousness. And so, only one of those is actually corrective. The word of God is meant to encourage, strengthen, uplift, to empower. So when we exalt ourselves, what are we walking in? We're walking in pride, correct? Does anybody know what God does with proud people? What does God do? He resists them, right? He opposes them. It says in James chapter 4, verse 6, it says that God opposes the proud. He gives grace. He gives greater grace. Therefore, it, is, it says God is opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. So who in here wants to be opposed by God? Not me. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you are a follower of Christ in here, you already have opposition. You have Satan and the dominions of hell that are already against you. You have sin that is against you. You have your flesh that is against you. You have a worldly system that is against you. You have all of these negative things that are already against you. Why in the heck would you also need God against you? So it's easy for us. Let's humble ourselves because I don't know about you. I need grace. Man, I need grace. When I stick my foot in my mouth, I need grace. When I'm doing good and everything's all good, I need grace. (laughs) I need grace at my lowest point, and I need grace at my, at my highest peak. I, need, I, I just need grace. I need to walk in it. I need to r- receive it, and I need to give it. And so, friends, two things happen when we magnify ourselves. When we choose to magnify ourselves and not magnify God, number one is God doesn't receive the worship that he deserves. And then number two, when we magnify ourselves, that actually turns God's attention away from us. And so we don't want to magnify ourselves to magnify or to deny. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says this. It says, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of us. And that, this is, a, yeah, Romans chapter 12, verse 3, is one of my life verses. Do not think of myself more highly than, than I ought, because, man, it is a scheme of the enemy to, to, to start thinking that you are now better off than somebody else. What makes you different than the person that's on the street that, uh, that's uh, collecting change for liquor money? One decision. One decision. One decision that can downward spiral you down to where they're at. So do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, friends. One decision. And who's to say that they're actually worse off than you are? They're going to sleep probably stress-free, sleeping under a bridge. You're going to bed thinking about how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to take care of this? How am I going to take care of that? Maybe they're better off. I'm not saying go off and be a bum living under a bridge. Please don't do that. But the Bible does say, it says that the poor goes to bed and they're carefree. They have good sleep. The rich go to bed and they think about their many possessions. So there's, there has to be a happy medium in there somewhere, right? Where you can go to sleep with, with peace. So false humility is this, friends. False humility is thinking less of yourself while true humility is thinking of yourself less. Let me say that one more time. False humility is when you think less less of yourself. So I'm humble because, oh, I'm, you know, I'm no good. I'm this, that, and the other. I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. But friends, true humility isn't thinking in that context. True humility is thinking less of yourself and thinking more about God and others. Joy got this amazing uh, uh, revelation of an acronym of her name, and I just think it's amazing. J-O-Y. Or it's an acronym, yeah. I always get acronyms and acrostics confused. So if you're an English teacher, correct me. Jesus first, others second, yourself last, J-O-Y. That should be our life. Our life. You want your life to be filled with joy? Keep Jesus first. Think of others second and yourself last. You're supposed to think of yourself. Just think of yourself less. Right? Don't think less of yourself. Think of yourself Less. So let's talk about this, this humble thing here, how, we're, how we are to humble ourselves. And uh, as Jesus actually worded, he actually said that we are to deny ourselves. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus says this He says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. So, Jesus is actually giving us three actions that we have to follow in this one passage of Scripture. Number one, friends, we need to say no to ourselves. Look at your spouse and say no. You guys are too smart. (laughs) I was going to get somebody in trouble today. No, you're not to say no to your spouse. You're You're supposed to tell yourself no. Okay? That's what it is. Deny yourself. Doesn't that mean telling yourself no? Point to yourself. And tell yourself no. No. It's easier said than done, though, isn't it? Absolutely. Say no to that donut when you're walking out the door. Let me see you do that. I'm not going to. I'm going to probably get one before I walk out the door. So deny yourself, say no to yourself, to carry your burden. That's what he says. Pick up your cross, whatever that is. Because, friends, people's crosses are different. The cross that I carry is a different cross than Jonas carries. And the cross that I carry is different than the cross that Jesse carries and that Vicki carries. The cross that we carry is, is all different. And so whatever that burden is that you are to carry, carry that thing. Carry it. I can't tell you what it is. You know what it is, or maybe God will reveal to you what that is. I believe it's different for every person. And then three, follow Christ. So deny ourselves, tell ourselves no, pick up your burden, pick up your cross, carry the, carry the thing the Lord's called you to carry. And maybe, maybe it's a light because he says, my, carry my burden. My yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? And then follow Christ. That means that's all action. we got to say no, carry our burden, and follow the Lord. So why should we humble ourselves? I don't really feel like humbling myself. Well, we should do it because, friends, number one, it honors God when we do that. And if we are actually Christ-like, which means that we're followers of Christ, which means Jesus is the one that we follow, that we, we do what he does, well, number two, friends, he did it. So he set the example by humbling himself. So we humble ourselves because it honors God. Number two, Jesus did it. He set the example. And then for, for three, friends, God gives us grace when we humble ourselves. And, again, who in here doesn't need grace? We all need Grace. That's why in James chapter four, verse uh, six, again, I I didn't put up there because we just wrote it. He says he gives grace to the humble. Humility is taking a low view of one's own self-importance. Humility is not denying your self-worth, but it is affirming the worth of God and the worth of others around us. Sometimes we we have such a low self-worth; it's hard for us to affirm others, even in the body of Christ. Because why are you going to dish out compliments if you think low of yourself? It's only when you see yourself in the in the light of Christ, when you see yourself, you know, as a as a son or daughter of God, and you have this relationship with Him, where you know you're good, that you can actually affirm people without uh, needing all that affirmation yourself. Now, mind you, again, we all need affirmation. I know the five love languages. I've taught the five love languages. I know one of them is words of affirmation. So we so there are, so. We need words of affirmation. But humbling ourselves isn't isn't like d- denying our own self-worth and making us like we're like the scum of the earth. You're not the scum of the earth. Okay? Look at your neighbor and say, "You're not the scum of the earth." <laughs> you guys sound like you're having so much fun today. <laughs> Some of you guys didn't even say that. <laughs> Some of you guys maybe I mean it's just fun. You are not the scum of the earth. It's the truth. You're not the devil is. He's the scum of the earth. I love what John the Baptist said. How many of us know that John the Baptist was an amazing man of God? One of the greatest men of God that ever walked the planet earth. <laughs> Jesus even said, there's no person born of woman that is greater than John the Baptist, meaning he was one of the greatest men that ever lived. And this is what he said. He said, I must decrease and he must increase meaning, and again, John the Baptist was a man of God, had, had the forerunner ministry before Jesus, was baptizing people, I mean, I mean, incredible ministry. And yet he would say, I must decrease. He didn't say, i got to build a mega church. I need to get on every TV station that there is, no, to man. He said, I must decrease, and he must increase. I love that. I believe that should be something that we should pray on, an, on, on a regular occasion. God help me to decrease that you would increase in my life. That's a good prayer to pray. He must increase. So we've got a few more verses here on humility and then we're going we're to close on up here. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. I love the verses about clothing ourselves with humility. Therefore it's God's Chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion. It means put it on, right? You dress yourself today, looking good, put on a little deodorant. In the same, in the, I, lo- I love the, the kind of the way that the, he's kind of like putting this visual, saying clothing, you know, put it on. Put, it, you're put on kindness, put on humility, gentleness, patience. You know, you put those things on. Wear those things. It says that we are to humble ourselves, right? remember, not humbling others, and we don't want to be humbled by God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Man, this is good. This is tough. This is what we should learn. Be completely humble and gentle. Oh, completely? Really? Thanks, Paul. <laughs> not this Paul, that Paul. But thanks, anyways, Paul. <laughs> be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Is it always easy to bear with one another in love? Yes! if you're a saint and you've got it all together. (laughs) No, it absolutely isn't. These are words that we are to strive towards. Now, we're not to strive. There are things that we are to strive for. You know, we're not to live striving, right? Christ did it for us, meaning that that we should be attaining these things. I love... I love the way that Paul says he says that we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Working out your salvation meaning you're not earning it. You can't earn salvation. He paid it. He did it all. Okay, But what it should, should mean is that, that our life is a work in that we are, are going from where we're at now to progressing to look more like Christ every day. Right? Is, is anyone else in the same boat with me? Okay, good. James chapter 4 verse 8. Or excuse me. James chapter 4, verse 10, sorry. It says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. How many of us in here want to be lifted up by God? That's amazing. Think about that. Your God can lift you up. It says he, those who humble themselves will be what? Exalted. So not that we want to be exalted, but, friends, if, if you want God to to give you favor with man, if you want God to go before you, if you want him to bless you, then friends, when we humble ourselves, man, he will lift us up. We don't have to lift ourselves up. You don't have to put your name out there. You don't have to make a Josh Hesser Ministries and, and go across the nation. But God does that. He can lift you up. He can lift up your situation. He can lift you up out of whatever you're going, at, going through. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, this is one of my favorites on humility. It says, in the same way you You who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. Oh, man, isn't that tough for us youngsters? We don't want anyone telling us what to do. 38 years old, still don't want people to tell me what to do. But we are to submit ourselves, meaning, you know what? We need to have honor. We need to honor people that are older than us. And this is all of you. Clothe yourself with humility towards one another because, and then he says it, uh, he's basically quoting God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. He opposes them. Luke chapter 14, verse 11. Again, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. We've got two more verses. He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly. You know, to have justice, to love mercy, and then to walk humbly with, say with, walk humbly with your God. I love that. That's what our our life is supposed to be, walking with God. And the only way we can truly, genuinely, authentically walk with God is to have a humble spirit and a humble demeanor. And then Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, when pride comes... Then comes disgrace. But when humility, with humility comes wisdom. I need a lot of wisdom. So if I need a lot of wisdom, then I need to walk in a huge dose of humility. So the question is, will I magnify myself or will I deny myself? To magnify or deny, that is the question. Would you stand to your feet with me today? To be or not to be. That's why I I love the fact that we're talking about magnify and then the one song that we sang was, I will exalt you, O Lord. I'm not going to exalt myself. I'm going to exalt him. Would you bow your heads with me today? Father, every time I share something, God, I that I have to do a self-inventory of myself and ask myself, have I have I spent have I spent a lot of time focusing on myself? Have I spent a lot of a lot of my primary focus focused on me? And if I have been, Lord, I know I'm out of balance. Would, I, I need alignment in my life. I need to kind of redirect my thoughts, redirect my actions, and put them back in perspective to keep you first. Make sure I'm serving others and and being a servant, (laughs) which isn't always the funnest thing to be. And then also making sure I'm taking care of myself. Jesus first, others second, myself last. So Father, we thank you for how good you are and that you set the greatest example, Jesus, on how to be obedient to God, how to give your life and serve others, and how to deny yourself. God, Jesus, you set the greatest example. Help us to walk in that example. Help us to deny ourselves, God. Help us to be men and women, that God, when sin and temptation and and God, and when the, the things of the enemy try to grab a hold of our heart, that we deny ourselves. We say no in the name of Jesus. We say no to the flesh, that we would walk brightly with you. And so, Father, we just repent, God. I just repent of areas in my life that, God, maybe I've magnified myself. Maybe I've thought of myself more highly than I ought. Maybe I've thought I'm I've better than somebody. Maybe Maybe I've acted in a manner that Made me look like I, I thought I was better. God, I just repent right now in the name of Jesus. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that's always talking about himself and magnifying himself and, and have such a big head. And then have you humble me and God, I want to humble myself. And so today I make a choice to walk in humility, to clothe myself with humility. God, to clothe myself with patience, to clothe myself with all those things that you said that we were to clothe ourselves with, God. We want to worship you. Just take just a moment. Just worship God. Worship your king. Just worship him. We worship you, Lord. Lord. Yes, God, we exalt you, Lord. Lord. Yes, God, you be lifted up.